The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. Hey, what do you do when you get two guys, one from Massachusetts, one from New York, talking sports with you right here on a Tuesday morning? It's time again, once again, for WTBR Sports Talk, right here exclusively on 89.7 FM WTBR. Give us a call here at 445-5943 at Sports Talk Party on Tuesday with you. Let's go! Everybody, all right, there we go. <laughs> Usually, I'm so exact when it comes to the top of the hour. We have this new disclaimer in there. So, good morning, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of WTBR Sports Talk right here on 89.7. WTBR Robbie Zucker and uh, Sean Cronin is not here today, but he will be calling in. I hope he's ready to go on vacation down south to North Carolina for a couple days for the Easter holiday. So, I hope Sean will be checking. And we'll also hear from uh, my buddy Evan Valenti on the uh, and the NBA playoffs, which are coming up real soon and uh, should be interesting. Uh, got a lot of things to say. So let's start with baseball. Uh, Yankees lose last night, three to nothing, uh, four hits, actually two for Gallo, one for Hicks, and one for Glaber. So nobody really hit last night. So let's start with uh, something that's been talked about quite a bit over the last few days when it comes to uh, sports talk right here on uh, TBR and other stations around the country, especially in the metro area. And that's about Aaron Judge and his contract. Aaron Judge turned down $200 million plus, $30.3 million, a seven-year contract for a 30-year-old guy. Now, look, I understand this is a business, and the Yankees, you know, were not signing anybody. They didn't go after Story or Seager or, you know, any of the free agents. We know they didn't make trades, you know, for anyone. We didn't sign Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman got $27 million a year from the Los Angeles Dodgers. Had no problem taking it. Freddie Freeman's been a terrific player for 10 years, established himself as an all-star. You know, been a great player for the Braves, moving on to his hometown in Los Angeles this year and playing for the Dodgers. Okay, fine. Aaron Judge got $30 million, $30 million to play baseball. And I'm thinking to myself, you can't take $30 million. You're a 30-year-old guy. He's giving you seven years. It's not like they gave him three years or four years. They gave him seven years till he's 37 years old. Now, do you think as a 37-year-old guy he's going to be as effective as he is now? Probably. Of course not. We know how these guys break down in their 30s. We've seen statistics on it, watching Kay and, uh, and uh, A-Rod the other night talking about statistical breakdowns with players that are older as they deteriorate, as their bodies get older. You know, they get weaker. They're not as good. So Aaron Judge and the Yankees gave you a very, very formidable offer of seven years to your 37 years old. Though I don't see anything wrong with it. So I want to hear from Yankee fans. I want to hear from Red Sox fans about what you think about the team. It was a good weekend series. The Yankees didn't hit as usual. What else is new? But they did win two games. <laughs> the Red Sox didn't have exactly a great offensive output, but they did enough uh, with the doll back home run to win 4-3 the other night. Um, Yankee starting pitching, you know, it looks the way it is, man. Question marks all over the place. You know, Aaron Boone won't stay with anybody for five innings. Tie on five innings last night. Two runs given up. Not a bad outing for his first outing of the year. Um, both the depth of pitching staffs of both, both, <laughs> both the pitching staffs of Boston and New York, 
you know, there's a lot of question marks there. Let's be honest. Is Michael Waka, uh, you know, is Rich Hill, is this the depth of your pitching staff? Sure, Hauk looked good the other day, and I give Cora pre- you know, credit for keeping him in there. You know, for 70-plus pitches where, you know, Boone just removes every guy. Now, Severino's first start in like three years. <laughs> I think the last time the guy started uh, a game was like 2018. So Seve, 60-plus pitches, didn't look too bad, gave up that one home run. So we'll see what happens with him, but he's got to be good. And I cannot believe with a guy like Sean and I out there was available for $9 million that Brian Cashman didn't go get him for something, for prospects. What is the point of having all these prospects in the minor league system of the New York Yankees when you don't have, you know, when you try to trade them? And like I said, Anthony Volpe, there's a lot of pressure on this kid. He better be good. Because right now the Yankees have, you know, Isaiah kind of fell off on short. Okay. A nice defensive player. Didn't look particularly good in the field. I'm sure he's pretty nervous putting on that Yankee uniform as opposed to a Ranger uniform or, or any other major league uniform. He's playing for the New York Yankees in the Bronx now. This is a big time Isaiah Kanafalefa. Donaldson gets the game-winning hit the other day. Pretty good, you know. I mean, Donaldson's a gamer. We know that. He's 36. Hopefully he'll stay healthy. This is definitely a better team in terms of contact. But let's be honest. They, they left 11 men on the other night, and they struck out a ton. The first game is struck out 15 times. This is what Major League Baseball is today, folks. 15 times you strike out in a game. It's really, truly unbelievable. 413-445-5943. So, you know, we look at this team. We look at the Yankee team. We talk about, you know, plate discipline. (laughs) The other night, Susan Waldman's talking about Joey Gallo and his plate discipline. How can you have plate discipline when you strike out a million times like Joey Gallo does? Now, he got two hits the other day, and I will say this. He took the ball the opposite way the other night in the Sunday game. So maybe his approach is going to be a little bit different, and I certainly hope so that his approach is different. So, But, um, again, Donaldson leading off. What does this give you? This team is so stacked one way. Kind of Falafa hitting ninth. Um, Higashioka hitting eighth. Hicks hitting seventh. I mean, where, where is the speed at the top of the lineup? Where is the catalyst on this team? This is, might be the only team in the major leagues that doesn't have a guy leading off that can take a base, an extra base. I mean, with the Red Sox, you have K.K. Hernandez, right? And he's a guy who can get on base and steal a base, and, you know, he puts a little pressure on there. There's guys in the major leagues that are leadoff hitters for a reason. And yet the Yankees, you know, Brian Cashman doesn't seem to understand that manufacturing runs is part of baseball. And when you look at the Mets, at least they have two guys in Starling Marte, and Brandon Nemo, that are you know, leading off from the right side and the left side, give you speed and give you extra bases. And this is what I don't understand about Brian Cashman. So is this team much better than last year? I would say it's a little bit better. Certainly if Rizzo has a good year and he's off to a good start, a couple dingers. And I love Anthony Rizzo. You know, the question is, is he going to have a better year? And so far, he's had a good year. So we'll see what happens. But 413-445-5943, number to call, waiting for to hear from a couple of people. Hopefully have Evan Valenti on this morning. And, of course, I did some uh, work with Evan for a lot of years over at the uh, station down the, uh, on the other side of the uh, dial there for many years. And it uh, looks like we have a phone call. So uh, we'll take our first phone call right here on WTBR. Good morning. You're on the air. Who's this, Eddie? Yes, it is. Hey, man, how are you? What's going on, brother? I got to get your opinion as a Yankee fan. So, yeah, I got to get, I got to get your thoughts on this, brother. I got to get your thoughts. Yeah, and and the thing about that is also is that, you know, look look what they gave uh, Pujols. You know, he went right down the tubes. He signed that big contract with Los Angeles. Right. You know, and you know, again, thirty-seven. When you get thirty-seven, and you're going right down the tube. But you can't. But you can't compare a Hall of Fame guy to Aaron Judge. I mean, you know. Oh, no, I mean, no, come no, on. You're talking about not, one of the greatest no, right-handed not, hitters not of all time. Hall of Fame. You know, I'm talking about Pujols. Right. You know, right. He, he's going to go into the Hall of Fame. Of course, but, he was a Hall of Famer before he left for to go to uh, to go to play for Artie Marino in Los Angeles. So. Right. Or right, Anaheim. Exactly. So you know, by the time uh, Judge gets to thirty-seven, he's going to be going right down the tubes again. You know. And, you know, with that, with that money, take it right now. You know, he's not leaving the Bronx. Well, you know, the thing is that they have to, they have to figure out exactly what they're going to do. I mean, I think that, um, personally, that when somebody offers you $30 million a year in an economy right now where people are struggling, it's very difficult, you know, so... But uh, that's that, you know I'm I'm just tired of I'm just tired of the the greed and the, and you know it's ridiculous. Look, he's going to make a lot of money for this for this organization. Let's be honest. There's a lot of judge jerseys even up here in Western Mass. I see judge jerseys all over the place. Yep, so so, so he's a, so he's a great marketing piece, okay? But he's 30 years old. They gave him. I mean, Eddie, what do you want? They gave him 30 million dollars a year. It's but, not but like he's one of your That's my point. I'm trying to make is that 
if he's gonna if he's gonna get that, sign it right now. You know what I mean? It's like it's like when Jeter went through that rigmarole. You know, it give you a blank check. Take it. Exactly, you know? exactly. And Jeter, but they finally signed Jeter when he was going to walk, and then they obviously they signed him and gave him the contract. I mean, they weren't going to let Jeter go. I mean, that's ridiculous. But I mean, well, obviously that's my point. And obviously, they're not going to do they're not going to do that with Judge. But what are they waiting for? And what's he waiting for? You know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's taking a huge risk right now. Think about this: if he gets hurt this year, he comes up, he'll be 31 next year. Who the hell's giving him? He wants nine or ten years. He wants he wants Mike Trout money. Now, is he Mike Trout? Honestly, no. No, I don't think I, he's I, not no, Freddie no, Freeman. No, he's not, he's not going to get Mike Trout money. He's not even Freddie Freeman for crying out loud. He's had two good seasons. Let's be honest. He's been hurt the rest of these seasons, and I understand that he was underpaid for seasons like seventeen or you know where he had a tremendous year and obviously last year he had a good year. But I mean, at this point, it's like you're you're a thirty year old man. You're getting thirty million dollars. How much money do you need to make thirty four, thirty five, thirty? I mean, oh, yeah. it's, well, it's, it's, it's freaking monopoly money. Like that. It's monopoly I mean, money. Not die, but you know, I mean, it. it, it Gonna, it's a business, like I said. No, I, I understand that. When I talk to you. It's no, a business. We know that, but I mean, when does it get when does it get completely ridiculous, though? I mean, when does it get to a point where it's just plastic paper monopoly money? It's it's ridiculous. It is. It's like they gave you. I mean, I said, you know, I was on with um, with uh, my buddy Chris Carlin the other night on uh, ESPN Radio, and I said to Chris, I said, man, you know. He should be humble and say, thank you, Mr. Steinbrenner. Thank you, Mr. Cashman. You're going to pay me $30 million to play Yankees team. And he said, I want to be a Yankee. Do you really want to be a Yankee? DJ LeMayu took less money. You know why? Because he wanted to be a Yankee. How about when Paul O'Neill used to come up for free agency every year? Not every year, but when Paul O'Neill would come up for free agency and other teams would offer him more money. What did he do? He signed with the Yankees. And they asked him why. You know why? He said, I'm winning championships here. My kids love New York. Right. Yeah, I well, love yeah, being a Yankee. If you love being a Yankee, sign on the dotted line and let's get going. I mean, I, I think it's a fair offer, Eddie. Honestly, I do. I really do. No, I'm so, so, and so do I. But like I said, he, he just thinks that I'm Aaron Judge, and, he, and I'm sure his, free, uh, free, his agent is telling him what to do. And I, listen, right. I, I'd, sign that, I'd sign that paper and say, I'm playing baseball and not worry about it. It's ridiculous. you worry about 30 <laughs> This is all egos. This is all an ego trip. Oh, Correa's making 35, and, you know, Seager's making this, and I, I should be making this and this. And I mean, it's such goobble garble ego nonsense. It's just ridiculous at this point. I mean, like, I it's, it's I paper agree. money. It's yep. ridiculous. If you want to be a Yankee, sign on the damn dotted line. Anyway, so anything else you want? To, I got to get your no, opinion no, about no, this team. So let me wait. I'm on break right now, okay. and thanks a lot for the call. Eddie, thanks for calling, man. I always appreciate when you call. All right. That's Hi, it. Buddy. All right, thanks, Ed. Eddie from Pittsfield checking in right there. Thanks, Sean, for turning the microphones up. 413-445-5943, new number to call. I wanted to tell you the opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBRFM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. That's our new major disclaimer here, so uh, that will be my, my opening sentiment and statement before I actually uh, hit the button there to put our intro in right here. Anyway, it's uh, 13 minutes after 10 right here on WTBR. I'm hopefully going to have Evan Valenti on. We're going to talk the NBA playoffs, and obviously my Knicks are not in it. Uh, Obi Tobin actually scored 42 points the other night. Uh, against Toronto, they finally won a game and uh, quickly had 37. So, you know, Evan can fill you in a little bit more about the Knicks and what he feels about the uh, future of the Knicks. Right now, I'm a little disgusted at Leon Rose. I don't think he's doing a good job. I don't know how Scott Perry keeps his job. How does Scott Perry keep his job? Can you explain this to me? It's not like the Knicks are making the playoffs every year. I know they made the playoffs last year, but his drafts have been just a disaster. They've been an absolute disaster. Why is it a team like the Grizzlies could put a team together in a small market and be terrific. Why is it all these other teams can put can improve? Cleveland improved this year. Chicago improved this year. I mean, it's amazing. And I want to get opinions of people who watch the NBA or, or uh, you know watch basketball about this playing thing. They got playing. They got a playing tournament right now. So you got ten teams, nine plays ten, and you know, and, and seven plays eight. 
And so, uh, you know, you'll have those teams, you know, winning the opening play-in to uh, to take on uh, the number one seeds. Of course, Miami, the number one seed in the East. Uh, nobody does a better job than, than Spolstra in, in this game. He's a tremendous, tremendous coach. And, of course, in the West, you have the Phoenix Suns. They're just a fantastic team to watch. And uh, they're one of the teams I actually like watching. I mean, I'm not a great NBA enthusiast as I used to be, but uh, the Phoenix Suns are a team I definitely like to watch. And, you know, and the Boston Celtics are, have been tremendous. They really have. So we got a phone call. Let's see if that's uh, all right. Good morning on WTBR Sports Talk. Hello. Hello. Hey there. Hey, who's this? It's Evan. Who's this? Hey, it's Robbie. How are you? Hey, Rob. What's up? What's going on? Thanks for calling, man. I was just talking about, you know, the season for the Knicks and talking about the NBA playoffs, and we were just going to talk about the Celtics for a second. But uh, so I'll get your thoughts. Well, what do you think going in here? I might want to get your thoughts on baseball and the Red Sox and Yankees too. But we'll start with the uh, NBA playoffs since it's coming up real quick. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you know, the this is going to be a fun playoff, I think, especially for the Eastern Conference. You know, I think the Eastern Conference, when you look at it, every team is really good. Uh, you know, even when you get down to the, the playing games that start tonight, like, you know, everybody's talking about Brooklyn and how they have KD and Kyrie, those two guys, some of the best one-on-one guys in the league. But then you go up from there. You know, the Chicago fell off. They got some injuries. And, right. And they haven't really been the same since Lonzo and Caruso went out. I mean, they got Caruso back, but he's not totally 100%. Uh, Lonzo's not going to play. Uh, but that team was one of the best storylines in the league this year. DeMar DeRozan was just unbelievably good this year. Um, you go up from there, the, the Raptors have had a ridiculous comeback to what was not a great season for them. Pascal Siakam's been really good. You know, Philly with Harden and Embiid. Embiid might be the MVP this year. Right, right. Giannis and the Bucks. The Celtics have been steamrolling teams. And then you get the Miami Heat, who nobody likes to talk about. Um, you know, they, they only won the most games in the league uh, in the Eastern Conference despite the fact that they really didn't have their entire team for the entire season. How do they so do this? How do they do this? I don't think we, we talk about Eric Spolstra enough in terms of how good he is as a head coach. It's great. They, they, he is amazing. And it comes from, you know, it comes from Pat Riley. Too. Right, right. System. But Spolstra is an incredible coach, knows how to put guys in positions to succeed, whether it's Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. Right. Um, you know, they, they, they have, uh, you know, Udonis Haslam is a guy that they just paid a coach, basically, at this point. Uh, they they went up and got Max Struess, who's the former Celtic, you know, uh, the summer league guy, has come in and, and played really solid minutes for them. Um, you know, they they just have smart players. I mean, you know, Bam Adebayo is incredible. Kyle Lowry's a really good player, and Jimmy Butler's really good. But they didn't really have those guys. It's been it's been more about the ancillary guys around those guys that have made you know this this season really. Uh, hump for the, the Heat. I don't think people are really taking them too seriously in terms of NBA Finals contenders. Because I think people are more apt to pick Giannis because they just look at him and say, "Yeah, that guy's better than everybody else." Right, because he's uh, a center, Boston, center position. Brown, right. but I, you know, Miami has had a wonderful season, and people just aren't talking about how how unbelievable it is that they've gotten to where they are, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, despite not having everybody. So I mean, I just don't get it how they do this. It's just amazing how they do this every year. Meanwhile, the Knicks can't win games. I mean, Julius Randle's a disaster. You know, mm. uh, again, uh, Leon Rose has been a disaster. Uh, Scott Perry's a disaster. Uh, you know, Coach Thibodeau's been terrible this year, and it's not all his fault, obviously. you got to have the talent on the floor. But, but not, you know, with the Knicks notwithstanding, obviously it's not, you know, not going to be a, a you know, a, you know, my team's not going to be in the playoffs, but I wanted to ask you about the Celtics because the Celtics have a tremendous turnaround and been fantastic. And I wanted to ask you specifically about Robert Williams because, you know, he's coming back off that injury and stuff. And to me, he's a huge key for them inside. Obviously, Hallford inside and so on. This other kid's been playing really well. Uh, is it Theus? Yeah, he's been playing right. pretty well. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm just going to ask you about the Celtics. I know you like them going going far and maybe possibly in the finals. So, uh, get your thoughts yeah, on them. The, the finals appearance really depends on the health of Robert Williams. This team. Um, is really, really, really good on both sides of the ball, especially when they have Robin. They're they're fine right now. They're you know they're not as good defensively as they are with him. Obviously, uh, they put a little bit defensively. Their offense has been really good. Actually, what's been surprising is um, you know since we'll call it February, Boston's had the top defense in the league. Um, without Rob, they've fallen a little bit in that regard. They've right, been right. so good defensively with him, but they were blowing teams out of the water defensively. Um, they've gone back to the pack a little bit, but their offense has been spectacular. Um, you know, their their pace is, is up a little bit. Um, you know, they're they're sharing the ball a lot more. 
than they did at the beginning part of the season. But I mean, they the, what what has helped is the development of Jason Tatum. As yeah, absolutely. A playmaker, and that's the one thing everybody was criticizing him for. Was like, well, especially me. Yeah, a lot of he doesn't make other people better. Well, right. You know, he's only he was only twenty. He just turned twenty four, so it's not like he's super old here. Um, and it takes time. But now that he's developed as a playmaker, um, you know, he's just deadly. I mean, you said dump two guys at him, and he knows what to do now. And that makes it a scary, uh, you know, problem for a lot of teams because Tatum is such a good shooter, whether it's off the dribble or off the catch. Well, now he's making plays on double teams, and Boston's making teams scramble. And what they're doing is the thing that you want to do always is pass up a good shot to get a better shot. Right. Boston does this constantly now. Yeah, I like so, the way they share the ball. I mean, it's much yeah. more old-time basketball that I like to watch. You know, instead of all this self-indulgent three-point shooting. I, I agree with you. Like, when I watch Tatum, when he drives to the basket and he distributes and he gets Smart involved and Brown involved and Horford involved and Robert down low and the rest of that team, he, it's a much better product when he, when he's playing that way. I, I agree with you 100%. So I wanted to look at um, the West because the West is interesting. Golden State had a real good year, and obviously Phoenix and there's Denver and there's a whole bunch of teams out there. Utah's always a good team, but um, your thoughts on the Western Conference? Uh, Phoenix is to lose. I think if they lost, it would be kind of a shock to everybody. Um, I don't see a lot of competition out there either. I think if you're looking at, you know, it depends on the health of Luka Doncic. You know, he just, you know, he has a calf strain heading into the playoffs. Right. We'll see what he can give them. Um, I they Jason Kidd's done a great job with that team. They've been a really good defensive team. Um, I'm just worried about a one player like Luka basically doing everything for them. They're not deep, right? How long, how long they can do that for? Um, Phoenix is is legitimately a steamroller. They're really really good. I love watching um, them play. They, they play team. extremely well. Um, you know, Chris Paul hasn't even played that much recently, and they haven't missed a beat. Devin Booker has been spectacular. That's great. I I love Mikael Bridges. I loved him in the draft. Right. Uh, I couldn't believe Philly traded him. Um, he's exactly what you want in a wing player. Really good defensively, smart, shoots threes. Right. right. You know, an eight and can really bang down low. Um, I don't see anybody beating them. The only team I think that can really beat them, and I don't know if they have the Golden State this year because I think they're banked up in Golden State. Yeah, I, I think Golden State with where they can shoot you out of a game. Right, um, with Curry and Clay. It's great. To, it's great to see Clay playing player. again. It really is. Yeah, it yeah, really is. You know, Dray- if Draymond's playing and playing good defense. He's the best defensive player in the league, and Jordan Poole is another guy you got to worry about. I mean, they. they they have the pedigree to beat to beat Phoenix. I'm not I'm not quite there with Memphis. Yeah, Memphis had a great season. Chris Jenkins uh, will not win Coach of the Year, but is a, a very deserving candidate on it. Um, but I just think it's a little too early for that team. Ja, um, right. I was just going to ask you about the Grizz. Yeah, team can't shoot. That's the thing with Memphis. Memphis cannot shoot. Now Memphis gets on the boards better than almost anybody because they have Stephen Adams. Right. Um, they rebound the ball extremely well. That's how they beat teams. They turn you over, they get out of transition, and they get off and rebound. So if you can keep them out of transition, very difficult, and you can clean up the glass, not easy either, right, right. you're going to beat that team because that team can't shoot. And they have Desmond Bain, who's you know a terrific three-point shooter, but if you if you can keep them off the glass and you can keep them out of transition, you can beat that team. And I think a team like Phoenix with a great head coach in Monty Williams, he is going to win Coach of the Year, and a team like the the Warriors, who won titles right. and know what it takes to win this time of year, I think if you have those two teams, you know that, those are two teams I'd favor over over Memphis any day. But Memphis is a really great team. It's just I think it's a little early for them right now. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think they've had an amazing year, especially the fact that Chris Paul was hurt. So just on here with Evan Valenti, twenty three minutes after ten, right here on WTBR Sports Talk eight point seven. Robbie Zucker with you with Evan Valenti. A, a question for you about the Denver Nuggets and uh, Jokic. How do you like Denver? Do you do you like the team? I mean, uh, not... I mean, they're, they're, unless they get their two guys back, which I don't think they're going to do, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. They're not going to win. Right. And what, what Jokic has done. The entire season is remarkable. I mean, he he. This MVP discussion is really difficult. There's a lot of worthy candidates, no question. Um, but Jokic, to me, what they ask him to do every day is insane. I mean, he is. Yeah, he's a warrior. He's their point guard on offense. He's their center on defense. He does literally everything for them. He is, uh, and he's fun as hell to watch. I mean, he's so fun to watch. He's like it's like watching seven foot Larry Bird play. It's really, you know, I don't, and I, you know, you don't throw that term around lightly. You don't throw around Larry Bird's name lightly, especially in a center position. But man, he just he sees the floor. 
at, at, at a level that you really don't see. I mean, you're talking the tippity tippity top of guys with vision. Um, and to have that at seven feet tall, he can knock down threes. He is a pain in the post. He kills you. I, I mean, love him really in the post. You. I love him in the post. That's why I really enjoy watching him because, you know, most guys don't post up now. You get a few guys, maybe him as a bonus, a few guys in the league that post up. And, uh, you know, that's why I really enjoyed about watching the college game. Did, what, did you like uh, the uh, college? Uh, I was just going to turn and ask you about the uh, the finals with North Carolina and, uh, and, well, and Kansas. Well, yeah, I mean, North Carolina got hurt. If they don't get hurt in that game, then I think North Carolina wins. You know, Kansas a great job, you know, uh, surviving and winning. I mean, look, you don't. You wouldn't turn me. You wouldn't turn me. You know, it's a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah. Um, but you have, uh, you know, when people go down, and you know, I think a lot of people wanted that Duke team to win for a few reasons. Um, I'm glad but, they uh, didn't. They, the talent was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm glad um, they did. But like, you know, you look at the tournament; it's it's a one and done style. So literally anybody can win. You look at what St. Peter's did. That's to me the story of the tournament. Is what St. Peter's was able to pull off. I mean, the fact that they. I mean, you can make the argument. People have the biggest upset in the history of the tournament. I would not. I'd say the 16 over one, UMBC over Virginia is still right. the number one upset. But if you look at it in terms of dollars spent on, you know, programs, uh, St. Peter's versus Kentucky, there's never been a bigger discrepancy in the history of the sport. So It's amazing uh, how Calipari goes out early in tournaments. He's a recruiter, but I never thought he was a particularly good game coach. You no, know? He's, he's not he's a horrible. great coach, but he's a great recruiter. He's a really great recruiter. I tell you, but, I mean uh, the team yeah. that won had what Anthony Davis. Uh, let's see here, it was Anthony Davis's team, which had Michael Kidd Gilchrist right, on. I was going to say the Knicks should have drafted everybody. Gilchrist. I think they had Eric Bledsoe on that team. They right. had like four NBA guys on that yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they won because Anthony Davis was averaging like five blocks a game. <laughs> so when, <laughs> when you're when you're averaging five blocks, he didn't even shoot that much. <laughs> the great thing about Anthony Davis is I think he only shot like maybe ten times a game. Which seems ridiculous when you think about what Anthony Davis turned into. I would only have him shoot in the game. Are you, shocked? Are you shocked about the Lakers? I'm not particularly shocked when AD was all out here. And I, I guess Vogel was like the fall guy now for a team that just, you know, but LeBron's 36 and they brought Westbrook in. It was, I think, a disaster. I mean, what, what do you see about happening with the Lakers for, for next year? Uh, I mean, <laughs> the Lakers are in a lot of trouble. And this is why. I mean, you sell out to win a title. They won a title, right? So you can't say it was a bad idea. In a bubble, but but now they're but now they're in trouble because they don't have any first round picks. They have a lot of money on their con, you know, in their in their in, you know, on their salary cap. They have a ton of money tied up. Yep. Um, in no real way to improve the team because the rest of the team is garbage. I mean, it's really bad. I mean, if you think about it, LeBron, almost in the league in scoring, and that team didn't make the playing game. I mean, that's Amazing. Embarrassing. It's really it really is um, embarrassing. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite thing about the Lakers is uh, what the TNT crew have labeled um, uh, Anthony Davis. They call him Street Clothes, which I think is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, I think it's really great. I mean, you know, look, Ant's a great player, but he just doesn't stay healthy ever. And uh, you know, he bulked up this season, I think, to maybe take some more abuse down low and it's really right. screw with his body. I mean, I've, I've listened to some people say, like, look. You, as you get older in the league, you don't you don't bulk up more. You, you you do the Tim Duncan thing where you actually get leaner and thinner, so your body can can last a little bit longer. It's a little more of an endurance thing. So, I mean, I, they have major problems. They have major issues. The Russ contract's awful. Right, forty something million. I mean, they got three guys that are all going to make forty million. So it's going to be hard to really improve that team, but especially when they don't have any draft capital. Right, they exactly. It's all for Anthony Davis. So they're in a really tough spot. And, you know, they're going to fire Frank Vogel. They did already. They did already. I mean, I, how many coaches are lining up for that job? I mean, <laughs> a it's lot. not really a great job, is it? It's oh. not really a great job. It's not no, anymore, it's though. Be, it used to be a great be, job. You're going to be the fall guy if anything goes bad because you know LeBron's not going to be the fall guy. You have yeah. no way to really update your roster, and you, you, you're already cash that. So what's the point of that? I, I, I guess Mark Jack and Jackson is like the kind of favorite in the clubhouse. People are throwing Nick Nurse out there. I'm laughing at the I want to coach that team. 1028 right here on WTBR with Evan Valenti right here. Robbie Zucker on a Tuesday morning at uh, WTBR Sports. So I got a question for you about um, the Knicks. Where do you see the Knicks going next year? And I just want to ask you about real quick about the Red Sox-Yankees and uh, your uh, predictions for uh, baseball. Well, yeah, the Knicks, the Knicks need to figure out. I mean, this has been Dolan's problem. Dolan has no idea who to hire. He just doesn't know. Nope. And like, if you look at this, look at the Celtics as an example. The Celtics went from Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens. Went to the Eastern Conference Finals three times, 
system of this regime, okay, had this this group, Danny West, they promoted Brad Stevens and hired Ime Udoka, and they got better. They got better. You know, Danny is as good as Danny is at trading. He's not a good draft guy. Um, you know, although I should I should probably admit that Danny's a decent draft guy. Um, but Brad comes in, you know, trades the Kemba contract, picks up Derek White, gets Al Horford. I mean, he's done some things in the margins that really improved the team a whole lot. Ime is an excellent head coach. I mean, they really nailed that. He's been great. He's been great. Head coaches. He's been fantastic. And look at Ime and, and the, the turnaround they've had. That, that I mean, that's just that's staggering. Yeah. Really, the, the the Knicks just don't know who to hire. You know, and when to hire him. I mean, they just continue to make mistakes. How does Scott Perry keep his job, Evan? I mean, this guy has been horrible. I mean, they drafted Kevin Knox. They what? They should have drafted. I guess Gilchrist was out at that point. I can't remember what, what year it was. No, the, the Kevin Knox draft. They, oh, that was when they could have drafted Donovan Mitchell, right? Who should have been a Nick? I no, guess no. <laughs> now I'm losing it. They, okay. they could have had Donovan Mitchell. That's the Jason Tatum draft. Oh, that was the Jason Tatum draft. That's right. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah. If I look this up, I'll do it quick for you. The Kevin Knox draft. I forget <laughs> what draft that was. And he, at first, was a decent player. Um, but they could have had a couple other guys. Yeah. If I look at that draft here. Um, this is awesome radio, I know. Um, <laughs> it's fine, man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you calling. And really, believe me, I, I mean, when yeah. I talk about NBA, I go, gee, who do I think of? You know, and like there's two guys I know, you know, that know NBA better than, than, than way, way, way better than I'll ever know well, in my uh, life. Here, here's what's going to drive you nuts. You know me, so I'm an Kevin NHL Knox, guy, you know. Yeah, Kevin Knox went nine. The pick after that's Mikhail Bridges, who was right. better than Kevin Knox. Right. The one you missed out on is Shea Gillis Alexander, who is a tremendous point that's, guard. That's that's what I was yeah, thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Michael Porter Jr. They could have drafted him as well, but there's some some back issues there. You're not sure. They could have gotten Kevin Herter, who was a starter for the Hawks. But how does um, this guy keep his job every year? Why is he still in New York? Where does he come from? The Kings? What do the Kings ever do? I just don't, well, I don't get it. Still, have, still haven't made the playoffs in forever. I know. So, I, mean, I just don't understand why the Knicks can't find a general manager. Why didn't you get the assistant general manager of the Grizzlies? For How the hell did the Grizzlies, a small market team, they get Ja, and all of a sudden they're one of the best teams in the league? It's unbelievable. Like Jackson's well, a good the player. You know, it's like, they were one pick too late in that draft. Well, RJ Barrett's They've done a good job with him. That's really about all I've done right recently. Yeah, RJ's been good. Develop RJ Barrett yep. into a good player. He's been so. good. I like RJ. He's a good kid, and he comes from a good family. And he works hard. Yeah, he's a hard worker, and that's what I like you about him. And Obi had 42 points the other night, so maybe there's a future for Obi Tobin, too. They just need, You know the last time the Knicks had a point guard? Yeah, right, exactly. They played him the other night, and he had 42, and, and quickly had 37. You know, quickly, we'll see how it develops and so forth. But there's a bunch of guys on that team that, you know, that they could put in. Grimes, we'll see what he does. I mean, I don't know. Like, I just can't figure out exactly where they're going. But anyway, just real uh, quick before I let you go. Um, the, uh, the Red Sox, the Yankees, your thoughts? Any well, anecdotes? It's early. <laughs> it's early. Yeah. I don't like. Uh, I'll tell you this: the, the 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 way some of these games get managed now drives me crazy. Starters throw four innings, and you know nobody throws long anymore. I, I think the Yankees are in trouble. I mean, you know, both teams left a lot of guys on base in that game. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. You know, the Sox typically under Cora do a better job of that. I like that Boston got on you know New York early, but good kudos to New York for. You know, rallying back in a couple of those games and, and winning those games. I think it's a little early to, to, to do the, you know, what are they going to do? But I think Boston, pitching wise, there's going to be some question marks until they get Chris Sale and right. depth. Absolutely. Um, there's going to be that. But New York, I mean, I, I just don't love their lineup. I really don't. Your judge, your judge, your opinion on the judge contract? Because I've, I've, you know, I've expressed this I can't all believe week. You take it. He's crazy. He's crazy. I can't believe he didn't take it. I mean, I've, I lost I've, so I've, much I've, respect I've for him. more than that on the open market, I'll tell you that. You think he's getting more in the open market? No, no, I don't. I don't. Look what happened in the open market this year. Story signed for yeah. what? One? What was it? One forty something? Yeah, yeah. I don't so, think it makes a lot of sense for him to turn that down. But it's ridiculous. Hey, look, I'm not his agent, so right. Well, I don't know. He's crazy. Anyway, Ev, thanks so much, man. I'm going to go to a break, but uh, thanks again, buddy. I'll stop in and say hi to Dad and everybody. Thanks for having I'll talk me, to. Sir. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks. Talk to you soon, bro. Thanks so much. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You got it. Okay. That's Evan Valenti checking in right there. As always, 
Um, Evan is like one of the most knowledgeable people I know when it comes to sports. I mean, he was the first guy to come on here with me the first day we, we did it. And of course, he's got so many other ventures going on with his business and everything else. And he also does a podcast, I believe, for the Celtics. So next time I'm having him on, I'll have him plug that that podcast. So 413-445-5943. We're going to take a little bit of a break and then we'll be back with more uh, sports talk right here on 89.7 FM WTBR. Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. When Taconic High School was demolished, we could have lost this radio station. Instead, PCTV stepped in, built a new studio and transmitter, and gave the station new life. And now it's time to pay that back. Support this station today. Go to WTBRFM.com and click the Donate button. You won't be sorry. Pittsfield Community Radio thanks you for your support. Hello, Phil Tierney here. The host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8. And if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down? Well, on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock. On Pritchard County's only rock station, 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated. Hola, hola. I'm Daisy. Yo soy Marta. Whether you want to learn a little Spanish or get a glimpse of our wonderful Latin roots, join us as we celebrate Latin culture with music from genres ranging from salsa to bachata. Gain insight on local news, community information, and very special guests. Only on Mundo Latino. Welcoming listeners of all nations on WTBR 89.7 FM. Support for Mundo Latino comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union. I smoke because it's a habit. It's very hard to quit. I've tried. My wife smokes. It's not allowed in the home. It's not allowed around my children. I just know it isn't good. My husband hates that I smoke, and I smoke outside. It irritates her a little bit, but I think she sees and understands what I'm trying to get across to her, that it's not only bad to her, but it's bad to my three beautiful daughters and my two sons. My dad gets upset with my mom because she smokes and he doesn't, and whenever my mom goes and smokes, she has to go smoke outside. I don't think my mom should smoke because it's really bad for you, and it could hurt you really bad. I do think there is a correlation between parents and kids. The parent smokes, the kids think it's okay for them to smoke. Sometimes, all you need is a small reason to quit. Yeah, I love my mom very much, but I still wish she'd stop smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. Mexicans, Bigfoot, Koreans, yep. Garbage Pail Kids. We got something for just about everybody. Hipsters. WTBR. Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk right here on a rainy Tuesday. Robbie Zucker keeping you company for another, uh, oh, about 23 minutes right here on 89.7 FM WTBR. I'd like to thank Evan Valenti so much for taking the time and his busy schedule to come on and talk about NBA. There's nobody else I know that talks about NBA better than, than him in college basketball. The guy's just a machine when it comes to knowledge and players. And he can name like every college, you know, you, you know, like, you know, he probably knew like Cadwallader University. That's an old film with, uh, with Gabe Kaplan, uh, fast break, you know, it, was, it wasn't even a real college. <laughs> so he probably knew all the guys that drafted uh, for that school. It's a fictitious school too. But anyway, uh, thanks to Evan for, uh, for checking in right now. Four one. Three four four five five nine four three. Uh, perhaps we'll hear from Ralph Romeo. I know Ralph is out there, and I'll be a guest on Ralph's show tonight. Actually, it'll be on WPAT at eight thirty. 
and uh, down in New York. So I'm really anxious and excited to be on with Ralph. It should be a lot of fun. And I know Sean was on the other day, and uh, Sean was talking about everything under the sun. So, uh, Sean, if you're out there, if you want to call in, if not, uh, um, I'm uh, I'm hoping that you do. But anyway, 413-445-5943. I got to talk about my Rangers. I got to talk about the Rangers making the playoffs for the first time in five years. I mean, I had a tear out of my eyes watching them beat the Senators the other night, and they're finally in the playoffs. They got nine games left tonight, a big, big game against the Carolina Hurricanes at 7 o'clock. And uh, the Hurricanes right now sit two points in front of the Rangers with 102 in the Metro Division. Of course, the Bruins playing very, very well. Um, obviously, they lost the other day uh, to a you know very good quality team. But um, they are in the playoffs and playing extremely well. And now you see the depth right now with the Bruins, the way they're playing. Jeremy Swayman's playing well. Olmark's playing well. well obviously, I expect uh, Jeremy Swayman to be starting goalie for the, uh, for the Bruins uh, in the playoffs. And uh, he's just been fantastic. And the additions that they've, uh, you know, the, obviously um, getting Lindholm um, from, uh, you know, from the Ducks. It was a tremendous pickup. And the kid is just really good. I watch films of him and I watch him on the ice. And you, when you watch Lindholm, the things that impress me the most about him is that he makes plays that are just like, great defensive plays like and you don't even think that he's doing anything and he gets you know he just takes the puck away and he makes a play where he gets in the way of somebody he's a tremendous skater and that was a fantastic pickup for the Bruins and they signed him to a long-term contract and I think a lot of people are really going to like him a lot he's a terrific player and uh and should have a terrific uh <laughs> should I say the word terrific a little bit more and like totally overly <laughs> indulgent with the word terrific but uh Anyway, um, yeah, he's a very good player, and that was a really good pickup for the Bruins. So the Rangers now, you know, they have a lot of decisions to make, you know, line changes and things like that. You know, the kids have been playing the other day. Kako's been playing with uh, Lafreniere, and they've been playing uh, with Barkley Goodrow at center on the third line. And, uh, you know, Gerard Gallant's done a great job, you know, flipping his lines around and getting – um, you know, these guys to play uh, at, at their highest level. Uh, Chris Drury did a fantastic job trading for Barkley Goudreau, bringing in uh, Revo. You know, Brian, you know Brian's uh, not a big scorer, but he's a, a guy with, a, with physicality, and he's a leader, and he's a guy with Stanley Cup pedigree, and obviously Barkley, too, has been in three Stanley Cups, one, two, uh, with, um, with Tampa Bay and was in it with uh, his uh, first year with the Sharks. So, um, you know, a lot of um, championship pedigree. And, of course, they brought in Andrew Kopp from Winnipeg, who's been absolutely fantastic playing on the line with Panarin and with Ryan Strom, who's come back recently. So the Rangers right now are, uh, you know, in the driver's seat, and they'll play a very difficult team tonight, a, a terrifically talented team in the um, uh, in Carolina, who's uh, a tremendous year as well. And uh, Roddy Brindamore just done a tremendous job with that team uh, since he took over as coach. And, uh it's going to be fun tonight at the Garden, so I'll be watching the first hour. I'll be on with Ralph on, uh, tonight on WPAT with him uh, at 8.30, so that should be a lot of fun. So if you get a chance, uh, ch- check it out and go to the website at WPAT in New York, and, uh, and I'll be on with Ralphie boys. So anyway, let's get back to uh, what we were talking about before, a little bit about baseball and the uh, Red Sox and Yankees. You know, again, when I look at this Yankee team, Break it down now. Rizzo's at first base. They got Glaber and and, uh, and Lemayu playing at second. They're gonna put Glaber a little bit at short to back up, uh, you know, uh, Isaiah Kanafalafa when he's not playing. And then obviously Donaldson play third. Lemayu play a little bit third. My biggest problem is is Aaron Hicks and and Gallo, because I I'm not a big Aaron Hicks fan. Let's be honest. Aaron Hicks is just not that great a player. He's a 230 lifetime hitter. He's a switch hitter. So what? He's a switch hitter, but he hits 230. You know, he's a he's a 230 lifetime hitter. He's the best of fourth outfielder. And for some reason, Cashman's just absolutely infatuated with him. Infatuated with a guy who's hurt every year. Infatuated so much that he's signed for seven years. And he's only getting 10 million a year. I mean, okay, it's not a huge contract. But, I mean, where's Esteban Florio? We heard about this kid for all the years in the minor leagues. Oh, he's going to be a great player. He's not even – I don't even hear anybody talk about him. I don't even hear anybody talk about Esteban Florio as a future center fielder from the left side for the New York Yankees. I have no idea what's going on with Esteban Florio. No clue. So if somebody wants to give me a call and ask me about Esteban Florio, where he's been, or what's going on with him, I have no idea. 413-445-5943 right here on WTBR Sports Talk. And, of course, the NBA players like uh, playoffs, like I said, coming up. I, my, my opinion is I like the Celtics a lot in, in the East. Um, I like Philadelphia, though, too. Evan thinks that Philadelphia doesn't have you know, as much depth, which he's right. I mean, let's face it, it's, it's, you know, it's Embiid and Harden. 
And, uh, you know, they're going to be the guys that are really the bulk of that team for the scoring and so forth. So, But I like Phoenix, and I don't know. I mean, Golden State could make a run, definitely. I think if they're healthy, they certainly have the experience, and they, they've won a lot of rings with those guys. So that would be, uh, you know, surprising um, to think that, uh, you know, Golden State couldn't make a run in the playoffs. But I like the Suns. The Suns have had a tremendous, tremendous season. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, anyway, getting back to the uh, baseball you know, the judge contract, I can't see in the uh, offseason them not getting something done. And if they let him walk, they still got Giancarlo Stanton. Let's look at the numbers, okay? I mean, the numbers are fairly close last year with Giancarlo Stanton. I mean, judge hit a little bit higher for average. Judge had, like, what, one or two more RBIs. But Stanton's been really clutch. I mean, if I have to take a you know, pick, obviously, of a more complete ball player. Obviously, I'm going to choose Judge. He's a terrific defensive player. He runs the bases well for a big man. But when you look at the guy and you think to yourself, he's 30 years old, and they gave him seven years. Now, how in the world can you turn that down? He thinks he should get 10 years. He thinks that he's better than he is. Honestly, he's good. Nobody's knocking it. He didn't even produce 100 runs last year. Okay, 98. All right? And he hit 287. And, you know, 287 right now, obviously, in the major leagues, is like hitting 350 these days, you know. But, I mean, the guy, you know, wants more money. Why? Freddie Freeman took $27 million. $27 million. Is Freddie Freeman as good? Yeah, he's as good. He's, he's better. He's got a ring on his finger. He won last year. He's proved over the years that he's a great player. He's been an all-star. He's been an MVP. Aaron Judge is a really good ball player. Is Aaron Judge worth $30 million? Is Aaron Judge worth more? So we'll see what happens in the offseason. Because right now, I mean, I can't believe this is not on his head. And if it is on his head, well, then, you know, it's going to affect him. He says it's not going to affect him. And fine. He was interviewed. He said he's disappointed. How could you be disappointed? How could you be disappointed with $30 million a year in your pocket? I just, I really don't get it. Anyway, just want to tell you the opinions expressed in this program are solely those of the toasts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBRFM, its management, or other producers or sponsors. So just want to get that right in there. Four four five five nine four three. Got about 14 minutes left on WTBR Sports Talk. Just uh, hopefully uh, going to have uh, my buddy Ralph Romeo on this morning. If not, uh, we'll talk to him next week. But I will have be on his show tonight at 830 on WPAT. So I'm really looking forward to that. So, um. But uh, again, back to the Rangers, you know, it's amazing. Uh, over the last couple of years, the fact that they didn't make the playoffs, they fired their coach and they fired the general manager. They fired John Davidson. I was really bummed about that. And then they bring uh, Chris Drury in, who obviously was their assistant uh, general manager. And uh, he's done a fantastic job. He really has. And bringing in Cop and bringing in Mott, poor, t- poor Taylor Mott, Tyler, Tyler Mott, he uh, took a real shot the other night in the Penguins game. And uh, the Penguins really give him a dirty hit so he's had some concussion problems in the past so we're hoping that he gets healthy soon but now the rangers have a lot of depth at forward they got you know the kids and they have uh certainly a a really good young player brandon schneider on the back line and schneider doesn't know if he's going to be starting you know um in the playoffs you know they did get um uh braun from uh from from the uh philadelphia flyers so Justin Braun, so we'll, we'll see, you know, I mean, but he's had a tremendous start to his career, and uh, it's going to be fun, you know. It's, it's, it's the thing with the Rangers is that, you know, everything right now to me is gravy. If they have a great run in the playoffs, it's great. Obviously, Sturkin's been fantastic to me. He's the MVP of the league. I think he's going to win the Vesna. There's a lot of candidates up for MVP. Johnny Gaudreau has had a fantastic season in Calgary. If anybody's never watched Johnny Gaudreau, Johnny Hockey, sometime if you're up real late at night when the, when the Flames are on, check them out. They're a terrific team. So uh, a lot of fun to watch that team. And Jacob Markstrom is their goaltender. He's had a tremendous season, too, as well. And to me, he's the other candidate for the, uh, for the Vesna Trophy. So 413-445-5943. couple of things uh, to uh, think about for next week. Uh, we're going to get more involved in the NFL draft, which is coming up the 28th of uh, April. And, uh, you know, both the Jets, the Giants, and the Patriots all, I think, looking for defense. Uh, obviously, the Giants looking for offensive linemen. Uh, question of Makai Becton coming back for the Jets, how healthy he's going to be. I know he's been working really hard coming back, and and it seems like his uh, attitude's real good, and it seems like he's uh, working working hard to uh, get back, but maybe the Jets take an offensive lineman. The Giants, you know, they, they need a lot of things. They need a quarterback. Giant fans, if you're out there, give me a call. You know, we'll talk some, some NFL if you'd like. 
So, but anyway, we're going to take a break and then uh, we'll be back uh, with more WTBR Sports Talk. Did you know that just 30 minutes a day of physical activity can improve your health and decrease your risk of heart disease? Walking is an easy way to start. For every hour of regular vigorous exercise, you can gain two hours of life expectancy. So start walking for yourself. Start walking with your family. Start walking with your friends. Start walking in your community. Start walking. Start something. Join the movement today. For more information on the American Heart Association START program, visit heart.org slash start. Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk. Uh, we had a little technical difficulty right there, so uh, my eyes. <laughs> 413 We're joined right now by Ralph Romeo. Hey, Ralph. Sorry about that. No, Robbie, what's happening there, buddy? Good to talk to you. Yeah, you too. I was like, I'm looking at my at my board here, and I'm trying to find my cursor, and my cursor was all the way on the other side. So I'm going, it disappeared <laughs> from my commercials. I'm going, oh, no. So I hate dead air. I was like, oh, my God, it's dead air. I haven't done that in a long time. So. Yeah, dead, air on the, dead air on the radio is not a good I thing. Know. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's just like going, oh, my God, where's, where's my cursor on my computer here? So uh, anyway, so how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great, doing great, doing wonderful. I'm going to be a little bit on the low side today, but we're going to get it done anyway. No, but I, I'm looking forward now. I hope you told the folks. I didn't get a chance to hear the program so far, but I hope you told the folks that you're coming on board my program tonight. Yes, I did. Tonight. I did. And let those opinions fly. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. I got to get your thoughts on this uh, on this A Rod thing. You know, this 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 uh, this uh, not A Rod. Sorry, this judge thing with the with the uh, contract this in uh, turning down $30 million worth of money I, uh, for seven years, like $200 million. I don't get it. I just I don't understand these players anymore. Well, you know, I, I will tell you about that. When a guy proves that he's loyal by taking the same amount of money or fewer dollars, I, I respect these guys. What they say and what they do, two separate entities, as you know. Now, this guy is going to go for it. Now, there's a badge of honor to be worn by some of these guys, Robbie. And here's what I mean. I am the highest player, paid player in baseball. You know, I make a dollar more than the other guy. The shortstop on the other team, I'm the shortstop on this team making a buck more. So I have this, um, this badge of honor that I have. That's Aaron Judge's problem. He sees Mike Trout making more money maybe a couple of other guys, and he feels slighted. That's what's happening. Here. How can you feel slighted? My, Mike Trout is a better player. Mike Trout no can't doubt. stay healthy either, but Mike Trout, he got $400, $400 million in a contract, $420 million. I mean, Mike, I mean, Aaron Judge is not, is not Mike Trout. I mean, and to think that he wants 10 years, the guy's 30 years old. I mean, it's, it's just but ridiculous. How, but how he, sees him, how he sees himself, Robbie, is different. How uh, different, much different than what we see him for. I mean, it, it, to me, I, I watch Aaron Judge, right? Yeah. He's a freak of nature. The size of the guy and the, I mean, he's incredibly put together, you know, like a, like, like a machine, right? But does he have, does he have superior, superior baseball skills where you would say that he's one of the greatest that you've seen? Of course not. No. And he's getting paid a fair amount of money. The Yankees offered him, Robbie, if he takes it, but I know he's not going to. He's going to go for more. He's an idiot. A fair amount of money to play that game. I mean, he's foolish. I mean, what if he gets hurt this year, Ralph? He's, he's foolish. He's foolish to take this money. It's ridiculous. I really you know, how it. much money do you need to live right, on? Right, exactly. That's, what my, that's my whole point. And he said, oh, I want to be a Yankee. Now, LeMayu didn't get a contract like that. And LeMayu got, I think, $90 million. He took it because he wanted to wear pinstripes and play in New York. Good ball player. Yeah. By the way, he's a good ball player. I, I prefer, you know, it's funny in a strange way. I prefer him over Aaron Judge. Me too. 
When's the last time Aaron Judge got a clutch hit in the playoffs? Is Aaron Judge ever I, I been MVP? I don't care. You know, I might yeah, sound know. like I don't know. I might sound like I don't know about the game, Robbie. You do. I don't care for Aaron Judge's game that much. They all strike out so much. The thing about Aaron Judge is, like, the other day, he keeps trying to pull the ball. How about taking the damn ball the opposite way for crying out loud? Everybody well, wants to hit a home run all the other time. Guy. You, made a, you made a point about Stanton that was a good point. Yeah. You, you, get, you, see, you say to Judge, go take a walk. We don't want you. You're so damn greedy. We, they, you send him packing. You got this almost the same exact ball player. With, with right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You look at the numbers. All right, obviously, Judge is a, a gold glove. I think he's a gold glove outfielder in right field. He's a terrific you know, outfielder. But, I mean, goodness God, I mean, how much? I mean, it's ridiculous. You got a chance to play. First of all, you got so much money coming to you, and then you got a chance to do so many endorsements in New York. It's ridiculous. I mean, come on. You know, they used to want to play in New York, thought of it. As something special, they don't think of it that way anymore. If you notice, I got th- they just Correct, want where the mo- where the money is. That's where they gravitate toward. Correct, I'm 35. Oh my God, what am I going to do? How am I going to pay my bills, Ralph? I'm 30 million dollars. Oh my well, God. Well, who, who said that? You know, the first guy to say that was a guy with the was the guy that played for the Knicks. His name just escapes me. The guy that that punched P.J. Carlissimo in the air. Oh, Latrell Sprewell. Latrell Sprewell. Yeah, Sprewell. Yeah, he was the first. He was the first guy to say. You know, they, they offered him millions. He said, no, I need, I need a couple million more because I ain't got kids. I got mouths to feed at home. That's <laughs> so ridiculous. I mean, and then he says it with a straight face, like you don't want to kill the. You know, <laughs> yeah. as soon as you hear somebody say that, it just should just turn your stomach. I, I just can't believe it. You know, I, and it's funny because, like, the other day I was on and I was doing a couple of shows, uh, ESPN and The Fan in New York, and uh, I was on with a couple of hosts, and I said, you know, if this guy really wants to be a Yankee and it's and that's important to him, then what is that more important than you know thirty million dollars to me? I mean, you're going to get your money. That's what doesn't make any sense. If you really want to be here, you should have signed on the dotted line. You know, I'm on with Carlin last night, and I said to Chris, I said, I said, Chris, I said he should have been like, thank you, Mr. Cashman, thank you, Mr. Steinberg. This is amazing. I'm 30 years old. You're going to sign me for seven years and give me 30 million. Are you giving me more money than Freddie Freeman? I'm the second highest paid outfielder in the major leagues. This is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. No, he turns down and says, I'm really disappointed about it. Oh my God. You know, give me a break, please. Come on. You're playing a child's game. Sports commentators and those who comment on all these matters. How about when they're on the side of Aaron Judge? Oh, yeah. Go get as much money as possible. Sure. You don't think that's damaging the game in the fans' eyes? Yes. You think that you can go out there with a clear conscience of, and go out there and root for these guys anymore when you're, you're struggling yourself for money? It's, right. It, it, the whole thing has just uh, become a fiasco. It's ridiculous. It really I mean, I, do you remember in 1975, we're going way back, when the uh, Yankees signed Catfish to a million dollars? We all went, oh, my God, that's ridiculous. That a big deal. How could you p- give a million dollars to a pitcher in the major leagues? This I can, is insane. I can give you the, the, the threshold. To be, I can give you the guy, the first guy to make 100000 you know, you know who the first guy to make two hundred thousand was? It was in the seventies. Was, was it Andy Messersmith? Johnny Bench. Oh, was it Bench? Okay. And and the first guy to make a million. Do you know who that was? Well, Catfish was the first guy to make a million. Yeah, he was the first guy. To oh, get... oh, was he? The, you're right yeah. about that. Before because that, Andy, I think I Jose Andy... Canseco made uh, two. The first guy to make a couple of million a year, and that was a big deal. Yeah, because um, yeah, because they signed. I remember Andy Messersmith when he when he. Uh, when he got big money, uh, when he was with the Dodgers at the time, but I think Catfish, yeah, was seventy-five. They got him, he got a million dollars, and everybody went, "Oh my God, what is this guy doing, Steinbrenner?" Meanwhile, and that's when it really started. I mean, that's when it started, but it's become absolutely ridiculous. It really has. Yeah, it just, it's just nuts. And it's like, how much of well, this is know, monopoly at the, at money? The time Seriously, with Messersmith and Kurt Flood before right, Flood, him, obviously, yeah, Flood. These, guys, these guys, these guys, Messersmith, they actually had had balls or had some guts, yeah, and they stood up for something because the, the owners really did rule the roofs back then. Of course. So they they had to turn the tide. Now the tide has turned in the other way that you, you root for the owners over the players now. Yeah, I know. It's it's weird. I mean, I'm, I mean, the owners are making a ton of money. People said, somebody said to me last night, they said, they said, aren't the owners making more money? Shouldn't the players make, you know, just as much money or close to it? No. <laughs> you know, they're the well, owners. I know. It's, no, it's true. Hey, you know, I hate to say it, but I got to run. But listen, yeah, I want to tell everybody. I want to tell all your fans out there. Listen in tonight. My show begins at 8 o'clock Eastern on WPAT. If you can't get it on 93 a.m. on your radio, go to, go to the live stream, WPAT, listen live, and Robbie's going to come on for a half hour at 8.30. 
And, uh, you know, we're going to go back and forth. Yeah, definitely. I, I just want to let you know I'm feeling better. I'm doing okay, you know, no major oh, side great. effects. So, yeah, I'm going to go spend some time with my mom today. So, uh, anyway, but, yeah. it's not Yeah, a, tell your mother I said hi I for absolutely sure. absolutely will, brother. And uh, thanks. I'll, sp- I'll speak to you. Yeah, if you just want to no, text me. I love me, everybody. Love Take me too. Care. If you just want to uh, send me the Zoom numbers on text me or, or, or email, is fine. But you can text me the Zoom numbers. It's fine tonight. So, not a problem. So, all righty. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> all right. That's Ralph checking in right here on WTBR. We're about a minute left, and I uh, just want to thank uh, my callers and thank Evan Valenti and thank Ralph Romeo. And hopefully next week uh, we'll be joined, hopefully, by WFAN and uh, WPIX's Mark Malusis. And I also have uh, Rick Cerrone coming from the Yankees and the Red Sox one of these days. So got some, got some interviews coming soon. So until then, it's time to wrap it up. We'll see you next week right here. Mr. Cronin will be back in his regular spot behind the glass. Take care. And remember, go out there and get yourself vaccinated. It's simple. It's really easy. In fact, I'm going to get another booster this week. My second booster. So everybody stay safe, all right? We love you, and we'll see you next week right here on 89.7 FM. WTBR Sports Talk. So long. Dancing.